You're listening to A1R Psychic Radio, Earth's number one psychic radio network, and watching Moonstruck TV and Lightning Television. Welcome. Time for Amanda Hall Psychic with Amanda Hall. Live from amandahallpsychic.com.au. Connect direct. In North America, dial 888-454-2751. In London, 203519-2158. In Sydney, dial 02-8488-3147. Or online, contact us through our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash psychic radio. Or one of our websites. Askoneradio.com or moonstruck.tv. This is a Amanda Hall site on A1R, the Ask One Radio Network. Welcome to A1R Psychic Radio here on Moonstruck TV with Amanda Hall Psychic all the way from the Gold Coast. What an interesting week it's been around the globe. You know, lots of activity going on in the Gaza and still lots of activity going on in Ukraine. And I mean, we can't forget how devastating that must be for the people that live in those regions and the people that have lost loved ones and the continual battle for sort of just survival. It must be horrendous. So our hearts and our prayers go out to those people and also the news in overnight that King Charles of England has got cancer I mean we wish him well we hope he has a speedy recovery you know as we get older we we attract more sort of health conditions and and it just goes to show that you know it doesn't matter how much money you are or how important you are in the world you can still be struck down by illness so anyway let's get on to more positive things like the card of the week this week and it's a really nice card this week it's called the four of pentacles now the four of pentacles is money improvements I can hear you all clapping your hands saying, wow, that's what I just what I need is some money improvement. It can mean more money coming your way. It can also mean that, you know, you've got enough money there that you can hold on to it. You're sitting on it. You've got it sitting on your head that maybe you just need to look around that maybe you have more resources than what you've given yourself credit for. And sometimes I think that's the mistake that we all sort of make. We don't have enough cash in our hands into enough cash in the bank account, but we forget to look around us to see what resources we do have or how many assets we might have or how many skills that we have that we could turn into a money-making venture. So when this card comes out, I always look at it and I think, well, what else can I do? What else can I bring in to my daily regime or my weekly regime that might bring some money improvement? Am I sitting on an asset that I'm not using? Is there a skill that I've sort of put in the closet and haven't brought out for a while? Is it time to look at something? So look around, see what else you can do in your life to help you bring in more money and to sort of make your life feel much better than what it has done for a long time by being able to bring in some more resources. Now, interestingly enough, this week on the astrological report, you're going to think that I'm really favoritizing Aquarians and Capricorns. It's because the influence or the most of the planetary activity is actually sitting in those two signs. So when I go to talk about it, yes, it will directly relate to Aquarians, Libras, and Gemini's and the opposite sign of Leo, after that, it starts to sort of wash out a little bit. It, it, it's going to affect each and every one of the 12 signs, but it's those four in particular that will have the, the biggest bearing on the information that I'm about to share with you. It'll have the biggest influence on them. It doesn't mean it doesn't affect the rest of us. It just means it's a much more watered down approach which is probably a good thing in some ways because it is going to seem like it's quite intense. There's a lot of information to get through and there's a lot of things that we need to be aware of in this next seven days. So we need to really have our alert 
energy about us that we need to make sure of what we're saying and who we're talking to and making sure that our communication is extremely clear. And I think that's a message that each and every one of us can take on board is that we need to make sure our communication is clear and we fully understand what we are trying to communicate with another person and are they listening, do they comprehend and do they understand and make sure that there's no misunderstandings there as much as possible. So the sun is currently sitting in Aquarius at the moment, so happy birthday to all the Aquarians. But at the moment, you've got some really tricky sort of aspects in Aquarius that are sort of making life a little bit prickly at the moment. So the sun is actually square or means it's at 90 degree right angle to Uranus, the planet of the op of opportunity, unexpected things like the bolt of lightning sitting in Taurus. So with the sun in Aquarius, you you know, you want to get out there and be the typical Aquarian, you know, have you know bright and breezy and not letting anybody see that anything upsets you because you try and cover up your emotions and you try and sort of come across as being an authority in most areas of life, whether you know the information or not, you always come across with great gusto and great confidence and not letting anyone see that you don't really know what you're talking about. You sort of come across as this authority on many things when most of the time you're not an authority on anything. You are on certain subjects, but not on everything. Nobody can be an authority on every subject in the world. But Aquarians do try to do that and try and give us that image that they do know what they're talking about. And there's nothing wrong with confidence. Don't get me wrong. It's amazing. But sometimes we need to be able to be the bigger person and say, hang on a minute, look, this is my limited knowledge on this subject. You know, you may be able to chime in and add something to it and together we can get a much bigger, a much clearer picture of everything that's going on. So it's really interesting at the moment with the square to Uranus. Uranus is the planet of the unusual and the unexpected happening sitting in Taurus. So what it's telling us with it sitting in Taurus is the fact that it's it's looking at our personal finances. It's also looking at how we structure our world, the things that are important to us, the rules that we set that we live by. So it's sort of in a sense challenging that or asking us to prove to us, prove to yourself that is this really what you want to be? Is this the rules that you want to live by or is it time to make some changes? Is it maybe outdated? Is it something that you thought up in haste that now you're sort of looking at maybe not quite the way that I want to go about things, but I haven't got a better alternative yet. So for the moment, I'll leave it in place while I explore other opportunities. That's great. It's just asking you to be as, as difficult as it is to be a little bit more flexible. And it's always really difficult to be flexible when you're dealing with a square because a square is something that sort of stops us in our tracks that makes us sort of relook at everything and it doesn't necessarily make it easy. And when you're dealing with two signs that are fixed by nature, that don't like change, that don't like to admit they're wrong, don't like to sort of go a different direction. Once the course is set, that's the one we stick with no matter what. They find it difficult to be flexible enough to say, Maybe we need to make a modification here. Maybe we need to make a change. Maybe it's time to sort of go forward in a slightly different direction. Maybe ask a few questions. It's not easy for you. So just be aware of that. For the other remaining eight signs, that will sort of wash out over, you know, it might be a little bit of friction there, but not as much as it's going to be for those four signs. So then we move on to Pluto. Now, Pluto is the planet um, of, of transformation. Now, he is conjunct or holding hands. Mercury, the planet of communication, who is conjunct or holding hands, the part of fortune. Now, the part of fortune is not a planet. It's part of the Arabian parts. It's where we look for 
opportunity in our life. So we've got Pluto here heading up the charge, asking us to completely transform the way that we look at things, asking us to duck under the covers, look under the crevices, look in the hidden areas of our lives to find out maybe what we need to start working on. Not necessarily are we going to bring it all to a completion phase yet, but it's the early stages of let's have a look. Let's have a good look around and sort of start to take some notes of what might need to change or what we need to work on. Now, this is connected with communication. So maybe we need to brush up on different ways of communicating or approaching something with someone, you know, whether that be a personal situation or a business situation or a friendship or a family. Maybe we need to get a different form of approach of communication Maybe the way that we used to handle things doesn't quite work now. Maybe we need a softer approach, a different approach. Maybe we need to show more interest in what they've got to say or their role in the situation and then come in from another point of view saying, well, hang on a minute, this is how I see it and maybe we can collaborate together. Now, with the fact that it's bringing in the part of fortune, it's saying that both parties in this situation can gain a lot out of this if we work together. But the thing is, with the Aquarian energy here, the Aquarian energy tries to be dominant. It tries to be the one that sort of says, okay, I'm right and you're wrong and this is the only way we can do it and sort of doesn't really allow for collaboration. So this is what the lesson here is with all these conjunctions and it's like they're all sitting, you know, sitting on top of each other. If you can imagine three people sitting on a bus seat that's only meant for two, how squashy you sort of feel. Well, this is what this feels like with Pluto, Mercury and, and the part of fortune. It's like we're trying to squash three people into a bus seat that only is supposed to take two and we've all got to try and get along we've all got to try and respect and listen to the other person's point of view and try and accept it and understand it and then come back with maybe a suggestion or something logical or some way that sort of says okay this is good this is you know we, we're making progress here we're actually able to get ahead and sort of really sort of work towards being somebody that everybody wants to be around that you know together we can move mountains but unfortunately i think it's going to be quite tricky it's going to require a lot of finesse it's going to require a lot of patience i'm not saying it's impossible but be aware of that that in this next seven days particularly connected with communications particularly with things that might be very dear to your heart things that you believe that you're just so absolutely right on that sometimes we've got to leave the door open for maybe a little tiny bit of change or maybe a possible new way or a more improved way of looking at it to achieve our end results. So it's really important that you remain flexible. And I know this is very difficult for fixed signs. They don't like the word flexible. It's almost like a square word to them. They, they know they're right. I'm right and I'm right and I'm right. And I'm just going to proceed and tell you I'm still right. And they don't like to be sort of challenged on anything because they believe in their own universe that they are the only ones that's right and everybody else has got it wrong. I haven't met a person yet on the planet that can claim to me that every single area of their life or every single time they've opened their mouth and made a statement that they are completely right. We are human. We are flawed. We we do need to be made as flexible as possible and take on board new ideas or look at new ways of doing things when they're presented. Not everything is going to be right and not everything that we take on board or suggested by someone else is right either. But it's a matter of giving everything a little bit of airtime, looking at it and twisting it around and saying, yeah, well, that could work or maybe it doesn't work for me, but it might work for you. And being a little bit more calm about everything and a little bit more flexible instead of being very dogmatic and saying this is the only way things can work and that's the worry here that you know you can be, get so 
bogged down with your ways, the only way that nothing else can work, that we need to be sort of very aware of that. So we're going to move on to now the final part of the astrology this week. And it's I'm going to talk about Venus, the planet of love and affection, again is holding hands with Mars, the planet of action. Now these are sitting in Capricorn. So we're now down to sort of two two people wanting to sit on the bus seat and there's only room for one. So we're really sort of squashed together here. So Venus is the planet of love and affection. Now when I say love and affection, yes, it is where we look for love in our lives. Yes, it can be all of that and you know the start of a new relationship and the sparkle in your eyes and you know can't get enough of them and you know all all your thoughts are consumed by thinking about that most amazing person that you've met but it's also the things that we love to do the things that we're passionate about the things that put a smile on our face and they're not always creative sometimes just watching a leaf blow down the street can put a smile on your face and it's something that sort of takes you to a different place in time where you sort of look at something and it brings back some fond memories and you all of a sudden you know you've got a beautiful smile on your face and the world feels a lot brighter so we've got venus the planet of love and affection is conjunct or holding hands mars the planet of action now mars is the planet that makes us get out of bed every morning and gives us the drive it says come on get out of bed you've got things to do you've got places to go you've got a life to live so without mars in our chart we we'd all be pretty lazy and would have no motivation to get up and achieve anything in our lives with it sitting in capricorn this is going to affect the capricorns virgos and tauruses followed by cancer then it'll sort of wash over the other remaining signs it won't be as strong so you really need to be very careful how you approach new relationships if somebody new comes into your life that could potentially be a new relationship or a new friendship or a new lover then make sure that th this person is exactly who you need them to be don't just get caught up in the excitement of the moment that they seem bright and bubbly and full of energy and full of motivation make sure that you you take the time to get to know them maybe this is a facade for somebody that is short-tempered that you know it throws a tantrum if they don't get their own way in the first five minutes you know you've got to make sure because there's two sides to mars there's the positive side but there's also the aggressive and the dominant sort of side we have to know that which part of mars we're dealing with and we all have a bit of both in us we don't just have all of one and none of the other we all have a combination of this so i want you to make sure that if it is a new love relationship that you take your time you're not in a rush you can take your time to get to know somebody have some fun go out on some dates you know ask lots of questions find out what their favorite color is what they like to eat how they handle things in a crisis there's lots of different questions that you can ask and get to know somebody it may very well be more so on the lines that it's something that you're passionate about something a new project that you're starting that you've really got to have the passion and the drive to get it off the ground and that's great and this is where Mars kicks in behind it says, okay, I'll give you the, the determination, the stickability, get you up off the couch to make this happen. Now we've got to just keep seeing it through. You know, we've got to keep putting the intense energy in there. It's not going to happen unless we keep backing it up with more and more energy and more and more drive. And if that's the case, that's great. And with it being in Capricorn, it governs things like governments, big business, anything official in our lives. So if you're starting off a new passion project, this is the perfect time, particularly if you fall under those first four signs, I said, that's where the energy is strongest. For the remaining eight signs, it sort of washes away. It's nowhere near as strong. We're going to take our first caller, which is Trisha in Princeton in Illinois, USA. Are you there, Are you there, Trisha? Oh, Tisha. Yes, oh, I am. 
Sorry, I pronounced your name wrong. How can I help you today? Do you have a question I can answer for you, Tisha? Um, I was hoping to get a mediumship reading if possible. Sweetie, it's really difficult in such a short space of time. If you've got a question, if they want to chime in from the other side, they will, and I'll give you everything I get. But it's easier for me if you just, you know, tell me what it is that you want an answer to. All right. Um, I just recently moved, and I'm wondering if that was the right move and okay. and how, how my future looks. Okay. That's a really interesting question, Tisha. And it's not necessarily something that, you know, somebody from the other side would necessarily chime in on because their role is to guide us. It's not necessarily to say, get the report card out and the red pen and either give us a tick or a cross. It's, that's, that's up to us. But what I can do is I can look into your soul and I can tell you that this was the right move, even though that you're sort of questioning it and you're sort of second guessing yourself and saying, well, maybe it was a bit premature. Did I do the right thing? Did I handle it the right way? Overall, what they're showing me is about 80% of this at the moment is right. The other 20% will sort of follow. I feel as if 2023 and 2022 were really emotional years for you. There was a lot of things there that you had to process and had to work through. And now I think that what that's done is taken a little bit of your confidence away with that, that sort of now you, this is why you're second guessing decisions that you're making and the move that you've made and have I done the right thing or was it too premature? Was it this, was it that? I think you need to get back to when you made the decision, you felt it was the right decision at that time. Not necessarily the only decision you could make, but you felt it was the right decision. So that's what we have to go on. There's going to be more and more opportunities that are going to open up for you as the year progresses. Are you looking for another job, Tisha? Um, right now I'm, I'm disabled. I recently lost my husband and, and that's oh, why so the news sorry. came in. Right. And I'm just, you know, and, and I'm recently, well, like seven months ago and somebody else was trying to talk to me and I don't know if I should even continue talking to this person because it doesn't feel right. You know, well, if it doesn't feel right, sweetie, just stop right there. If it doesn't feel right, then don't continue it. If something feels uncomfortable to you, then it's wrong. It doesn't necessarily mean that just because it's only been seven months, seven months in the scheme of things of losing the love of your life is very short. It's like it happened yesterday. And, you know, don't be yeah. hard on yourself. Um, you know, being widowed is one of the hardest things in your life that you'll ever experience. Can I suggest that you get a book out of the library called On Death and Dying by Dr. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross? That will help you understand the different stages of grief. I'm not saying that your husband's not around you in spirit and that isn't seeing everything that's happening, but when he passed, was it sudden? Because I just sort of feel as if he's giving, sharing me in, with an energy with me that he was yanked out of the road, like he was yanked through to the other side yeah, and he, he wasn't ready to go. He had a stroke a year and a half ago and, and complications from a stroke and I don't know what right. took him. They just told me he stopped breathing. Right. But he was sharing with me, I, I, I don't think it's necessarily then when he passed, he's sharing with me, he was yanked into this. So I'm going to go back to when he first had the stroke. He wasn't expecting this, you know, he wasn't expecting his life to change drastically like that. And in his, the energy that he's sharing with me is he felt cheated, you know, like he was he one minute and then yanked the next, gone, you know, like that's how he's presenting it. So no wonder they showed me the emotional stuff for 2023, 2024. You've been through the bill. And sweetie, 
it, it's understandable to sort of want to have that connection with him now that he's gone because we all want it, some sort of proof from the other side that they're there, they're with us and all these sort of things. Darling, in my experience, sometimes it can take years before they're strong enough to be able to, to come through from the other side and share something with us. And it's not because they don't want to. You've got to understand that they're upset too, that they've gone and they've left you. And sometimes it's, it's hard for them to be able to come through and make an emotional connection. I feel he will start to come through to you and I think he will start to come through to you in a dream sense that you'll sort of, you know, you'll wake up and you'll sort of say to yourself, that can't have been a dream. It felt so real. You know, there we were doing something that was so familiar, you know, at a time in our lives when we were so happy. That'll be his way of letting you know it's him. If at any time something feels uncomfortable, just start reciting something like the Lord's Prayer, even if you can only remember the Lord's Prayer. That doesn't matter. That just sort of neutralizes any negative energy. I know he's around you. I know he loves you. And he yeah, he's he, he's not able to sort of say very much, but he just gave me a beautiful big pink heart to give you. So I'm going to take from that, that he's not unhappy in any way with any choices or decisions that you needed to make. He's happy with all that. But they were showing me before that there was more income coming in. And that's why I asked whether you were looking for another job, because there's a new income source coming to you later in this year. Okay. Yeah, the, the, might, his Yeah, I was just going to say it might be something that you can manage to do from home that sort of just gives you a little bit of extra cash flow. Yes, yes. And that's good. But darling, no, he's with you. He's he's okay. It, you know, obviously he doesn't want to be there, but he is okay. He is with you. He's watching over you. What about a chair? Was there a particular chair that he used to like? He's showing me a chair. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. they're telling me to put the chair in the corner on the angle. Don't sit it so that it looks <laughs> normal. He wants it on an angle. Did he like to be different? Did he? Yes. Yeah, well, he wants you to put it on the angle, sort of as if, you know, it's taking up a lot of space, but that's where he wants it, and that's where he's going to sit and admire you, he tells me. <laughs> All right. Okay, sweetie, that's where I've got to leave it. I've got to move on to the next call. But please know that he's around you and he loves you and it's been lovely to talk to you. We're going to talk with Beth now in Hinestown, Louisiana. Are you there, Beth? And I've probably pronounced where you live in the wrong way. It's okay. It's Hinestown, Louisiana, and I'm great. How about yourself? Good. Do you have a question I can answer for you, darling? Sure. Um, I'm just wondering if me and my girlfriend are ever going to get married and we're going to progress in this relationship or... Where's it going and financially am I ever going to be um, okay, I guess? Okay, so sure. So is with your girlfriend, is she the one that's sort of dragging the chain about getting married? Because I just sort of feel as much as she loves you, sort of most like she's terrified of making that commitment. As if, you know, if I we do that, so. we might ruin it. Yeah, I think it's that. And I think it's a lot of influences from her, um, her family. Oh, I would totally agree with that. But... I was just sort of tuning into her energy and it was sort of like, you know, she was terrified she was going to lose or ruin this amazing connection with you by making a commitment. Look, I do feel you will get married. I don't think it's going to be this year. I think this year is going to be a year of really sorting out who you are as a couple, where you're going and sort of getting to the bottom of some of these sort of insecurities. Sweetie, I wish I could say that her family would sort of all of a sudden, you know, turn the corner and be happy for you both. But I don't know that that's 
ever likely to happen in the way that you both need it to. I think you're going to need to rise above that and sort of say, well, look, they're entitled to their opinion. We're entitled to ours. We're entitled to our happiness. If they don't want to acknowledge that or be part of that, well, that's their choice. I think they'll slowly start to come around, but I don't know that they'll ever be totally full acceptance. Some people sort of just never can get their head around that love is love. It doesn't matter which way it formulates. Love is still love and it's still pure and beautiful. And they, they have these preconceived ideas of what they think the perfect love situation looks like. And if it doesn't fit into that, then it's all wrong. So, but I know that she's gaining strength every single day. She is getting stronger in herself. There is going to be some changes for her this year in the second half of this year where she's going to take a new job. And that actually influences and helps her with her confidence in herself once she starts to sort of go into that role and starts to become more successful with it we're going to see that spill over into your private life where she's sort of more open about who she is and what she stands for and not so much standing up to a family but just sort of letting them know in a gentle but definite way this is my choice this is what i want this is the person that i love i'm in love with beth we're going to spend the rest of our lives together you can either be happy for us and come on the journey with us or if you don't, that's okay. You know, we're going to do it anyway. And I and I feel that it's a non-confrontational sort of way that they sort of become a little bit more accepting. I don't say they welcome you with open arms, but they're certainly more receptive than what they were in the past, which is a good thing. Now, going on to your finances, this year is going to be a little bit of an up and down year financially. And it's not because of bad management, Beth. It's because you're trying to get on top of everything and get everything sort of into a manageable sort of sequence of events that you can start to sort of make progress on a financial front. I think 2025 will see you reap the rewards of what you've laid down in 2020. 2024 and then we start to gain the financial rewards there in 2025 are the two of you looking to buy a house together or buy a property together um no she already has a, um, a, a piece of property and a home um she acquired that's a, a, a bad accident yeah but i can see another property i can see another right. property and i see it as being something that you jointly do together you pick it together I don't think it's going to be this year. I feel it's going to be next year, but I do feel towards the end of this year, the two of you are planning your life together, like planning your marriage, planning the, the ceremony. It may not take place this year, but it will next year. And I just feel with that comes the discussion of a new property of something that we're going to call our home, not something that okay. she already previously owned. And it's a good step forward. So this is what you'll be working towards financially of getting yourself financially set up. And then this will be sort of one of the, the blessings that come from all the hard effort that you're putting in as far as your finance is concerned. Anyway, Beth, that's where we've got to leave it. We've come to the end of the show. It's always very interesting as we, we talk with people from around the world and their issues and the things that bother them. And look, there's many, many people that have had loss and heartache and that's why I quite often recommend that book on the show on death and dying by Dr Elizabeth Kubler-Ross best book there is on on the subject and it's something that's in every library around the world so this week I want to leave you with a song that's very dear to my heart and it's a song that it's been one of my favorite songs and I have lots of favorite songs but this particular one goes back about over 40 odd years ago now and the very very first time I heard this song 
it made me my heart sing and it was something that I just thought it was the most beautiful love song and a song that sort of touched many people around the world. It's by Doug Ashtown and the song is called Winter in America and it's just one of the most beautiful love ballads that I've ever heard in my lifetime. So if you get a chance, check it out on your devices. The, wherever you find your music, it's something that I quite often put on my churn table is Doug Ashdown and Winter in America. So I hope winter's not too severe in America for you this year for all our friends in the USA. Here in Australia, we're melting still in the middle of a heat wave. So we could do with a little bit of your cold winter weather sort of heading our way just to cool things down just a tad. So until next week, enjoy Doug Ashdown and Winter in America. Bye for now.